We're on the road with Mickey, we're gonna have some fun. Regardless of the rain or sun, our trip has just begun. So buckle up, let's go, we're about to start the show. And maybe if you like us, you'll see where else we'll go. Hey everyone, I'm Mike. And she's Sophie. And she's Brenda. Hi everyone. And he's Grogu, sporting the outfit as usual. Looking fly, Grogu, looking fly. Yep, he appreciates that. <laughs> and we're on the road with Mickey. This is episode 169 for May 8th, 2023. And our feature topic this week is your favorite Disney restaurant versus your favorite universal restaurant. We're kind of going mano a mano, park against park. Um, brand against brand And we're going to look at Restaurants at both sides And we're going to kind of compare And see how they stack up against each other I think it's going to be an interesting And maybe even Slightly eye-opening On my end anyway Um, perhaps, So perhaps. Let's see how they compare, shall we? Yeah Yeah but first, as always, we have some cheddar from the Big Cheese. And Brenda, it's your turn to start us off. Awesome. Well, May 1st kicked off the start of Disney Cruise Line's 25th anniversary season. They're calling it their silver anniversary at sea with a signature song called Shimmering Seas, new character attire, themed food and beverages commemorating the anniversary and new entertainment and merchandise. There's something for everyone. Disney Cruise Line is the best. Yeah. I can say that with the most certainty. I've been saying that for years, but with all the lines I've been on this year, God help us. I just am tired. But I can still say beyond the shadow of a doubt in my mind, Disney is the best cruise line. Good. Very nice. There you go. You heard it here first. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Our world traveler Brenda says If you're going to cruise, cruise with Disney End of story, mic drop Have a nice day, it was a good show Thanks yeah. for coming to our tech talk <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, You're welcome <laughs> Alright Sophie, you've got something that I think is really cool And I think you'll really like it So go yeah. ahead Yeah all right, so we all know how much I love my windows, especially the ones on Main Street. Well, the former head of Walt Disney Imagineering, Bob Wace, was honored with a window at Disney's Hollywood Studios recently. I didn't even know they did windows at Hollywood Studios. Uh, you don't see as many. Yeah, located above the Hollywood and Vine restaurant, the window reads, Flower Street Pictures, Bob Wace, studio head, our productions entertain the world. And it's a very fitting tribute to a man whose Disney career spanned for over 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. He was, at one point, he was the president of Walt Disney Imagineering. Yeah. I think for six years. He also was part of the team that worked on, I think it was Tokyo Disney. I would not be surprised. And also Epcot when it was coming in, and also Hollywood Studios, and that's, you know, part of the reason why his windows on Hollywood Studios. Yay, so 
So congratulations to Mr. Weiss. I, I think Yay. that's kind of neat. So very neat. Yeah. Okay. Rounding us out. Adventures by Disney. We don't talk about them a whole lot, but Adventures by Disney is expanding their destinations for 2024. And one of the locations you can take an adventure to is Columbia, the country that provided the inspiration for the film Encanto. This adventure is an eight-day, seven-night journey for guests ages five and up. Starts at $4,999 per adult. In addition to Columbia, in 2024, you can also take in the Canadian provinces of Nova Scotia and Prince Edward Island, or you can take an adventure to New Zealand. Whoa! So I think those are really neat destinations, but, you know, I love my Encanto, and I think being able to go and see and you know there was talk about how they took a research trip to Colombia and learned Mm -hmm. more about the culture and how it all worked and that's what they did for for building the film so I just think that'd be neat and I didn't think I mean five thousand dollars a person is a lot of money but for adventures by Disney I didn't think it was I thought that was not horrible for an adventures by Disney I don't not, know. Not horrible, but you have to, you know, it's you have still, to fly there too, and you have yeah. to stay. Yeah. So. Hmm. And it's still five grand is five grand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I just thought that was neat. I think that would be. I'm really interested to see how it does as far as people liking it and taking it for a destination. So. Yeah. Mhm. All right. Well, that's our cheddar from the big cheese, and now we are switching topics, and we are looking at. Your favorite Disney restaurant versus your favorite Universal restaurant. And the idea behind this is that we're going to um, talk about the, uh, we're going to pick a restaurant from each area, but hopefully we're going to kind of have them be comparable to one another. You know, like, um, for instance, it wouldn't work to pick. Pinocchio Village House for Disney and then compare it to Cowfish or something like that at Universal because they're totally different types of restaurants, you know? So You're right. So that's the thought process behind it and we're just going to talk about them both and kind of give some ideas on what we think of them both and you know which one might not be a bad option for you to try, you know? Pros and cons, that kind of thing. So so, Brenda, you get to start us off. Oh, my yeah. goodness. You <laughs> threw me under over there. I'm hitting the top. Okay. <laughs> well, well, mine are similar. Um, not exactly, because there's not, as far as I know, there's not one that's exactly the same as each other in this particular aspect. My Disney restaurant is an all-you-care-to-enjoy meal my universal is an order off the menu so you know there's there's just not a comparable universal you know all you Mm -hmm. care to enjoy restaurant so but the thing that's similar is that i adore grilled food and both of them have huge uh giant wood fire grills in the restaurant so you can see it 
And so that's the similarity. So oh. what should I start with? Universal or Disney? Disney. Start with Disney. Start with because Disney. I typed Disney first. <laughs> okay. Well, that works for me. So if anyone has not been listening to the show, they don't know that Ohana has been our family favorite restaurant for, I don't know, forever. <laughs> 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 and, you know, for somebody who really enjoys grilled food and, you know, especially for somebody who can't have a lot of foods they used to have, but they still get to enjoy a lot of things at Ohana, it's awesome. Just awesome. So for anyone who hasn't been there, they have... Um, like family dining, all you care to dine. So they bring certain things to the table. And then if you want more of anything, they bring more of whatever that is. So they bring bread to the table. They bring salad, which is really good. Honey coriander wings, which are awesome. Um, pork dumplings, which are my fave. And then they bring the wood fire grilled teriyaki beef and the chicken with chimichurri sauce. I usually eat it without the sauce. Um, the Ohana noodles that are Ooh la la. And the second best bread pudding anywhere in Walt Disney World. Because <laughs> we know where the first one is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I really love the atmosphere of a hot, you know, it's just the Polynesian laid back and it smells so good just to be near the place. And it's just, I don't know, it's, it's just a, a favorite for forever and ever. Yummy. Very, very yummy. Okay. Now. What about Universal? Universal, my favorite at Universal, also has a giant custom-made wood fire grill inside. So you can, you can see it smells delicious when you walk in. The, the, um, it's not like a Polynesian atmosphere at all. It's cast iron and wood, mm -hmm. which I love that feel of cast iron and wood. It's like a lakeside lodge kind of. And it's very straight line. It just, I really like it. Like the setup. But it is the big fire at City Walk. Oh, big Ooh. fire. Okay. I, I love big I've fire. We've not. Oh eaten my gosh. There. It is so good. I'm going to tell you what I had, what I've had there. Um, there's a lot of stuff on their menu, though. There's steaks and burgers. They have just all kind of really good food. But I, you know, you can only eat so much. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to tell you what I chose as the the appetizer. Well, we shared the appetizer, um, and then I had salad, a premium side, because I wanted to save room for dessert. So I didn't actually have an entree, except that my premium side had a protein in it. So um, we started off with the the bourbon fondue cheese. It's a big round. Oh, you know what? I should have sent you pictures, Mike. I'm going to send you pictures. Um, it's a big round fondue um, platter and has the cheese fondue in the center, crispy cauliflower, blistered peppers, grilled bread, grilled baby carrots and Andalou sausage or cola braised pork Wow! for you to dip wow. into the fondue. Oh my gosh. It is so, so good. good. It is so good. So good. And then I had the wedge salad, which was delicious. And, you know, I love wedge salad, but you can't get that everywhere. So it was really a treat. And then for my premium side, I had the smoked pork mac and cheese. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. 
that stuff was ridiculous. And then for dessert, which is so far, even even though I love toothsome, the favorite dessert now at Universal is this table side s'mores. They bring it on this round platter with the s'mores stuff and the graham crackers and chocolate and peanut butter cups. And it's just so good. So I'm going to send Mike pictures of the fondue tray and the s'mores tray so he can post that on uh, our page. Yeah. And I'll also um, put pictures of them in the video too. Oh, fantastic. I'll put them yeah. into the video too so people can see what they all look like. Awesome. Thank because, you. Because if Brenda's sending me pictures, I got to use them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's rare because huh? I'm usually not on the ball enough to have pictures to send. So sorry about that, folks. <laughs> but I'm going to send these. <laughs> so, um, obviously, Ohana is your favorite, you know. Yep. Yep. Because it has been you've been so there. Long. But Big Big Fire is is a favorite universal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't. You wouldn't be going wrong choosing either place to eat at. That's right. That's right. Okay. It is. They're good. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, that's the thing. You know, I think people think of Universal, for the most part, as a place to go do rides and oh, grab yeah. a hot dog or something. Yeah. But there's there's a lot more to it than just, you know, doing the Incredible Hulk coaster and doing, you know... All that it's there's it, yeah. there's a lot there, you know. City Walk has a lot of restaurants, and you know, unlike having to book them sixty days in advance, you just go to Open Table uh-huh. on your app on your phone and book your restaurant there. Mm-hmm. City Walk, yeah, easy peasy. Yep, lemon squeezy. lemon squeezy. Jinx, <laughs> <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> yes, we are definitely two peas in a pod. <laughs> I'm touching something red. We're good. There you go. You're good. <laughs> All right, Sophie. Well, thank right. you, Brenda. That was yeah. a great, great that, opener. That was oh, a great opener. You. And you know, Aunt Brenda did mention how Ohana has the second best bread pudding in Disney. Uh-huh. Well, in honor of her, and also because my actual favorite restaurant in Disney can't really compare to my favorite restaurant in Universal, uh, we're just going to talk about Raglan Road instead because that one is far more comparable to the Universal. Oh, I love Raglan Road. Great yeah. choice, Sophie. I'm just going to tell you right now. That is a great choice. <laughs> Thank you, Aunt Brenda. Why do now, you like it, Sophie? Raglan Road. I picked this because of my universal choice. I'll be honest, my actual favorite at Disney is going to be the Garden Grill. Uh-huh. But the Garden Grill is so much more low-key, and it can't really be compared with the other one. And since we're doing a side-by-side comparison, we're just going to talk about Raglan Road instead. Because the vibe is there. It is loud. It is boisterous. It is way more over the top than the Garden Grill is, and that is really saying something because the Garden Grill is literally a carousel of a restaurant, and it's awesome. But Raglan Road, 
they have live dancers there and this is just about the vibe. This isn't even getting into the food. They have live dancers, uh, actual Irish river dancing music. It is so bright inside. It honestly will blow your mind. And that's not even getting into the food, which I'll tell you what I had while I was there. Aunt Brenda was there. My dad was there. You guys probably could go find what we had by looking at our past videos, but just in case you don't remember, we'll go ahead and get into it. So obviously it's gonna serve Irish pub food and that is some of the best pub food there is. I had the fish and chips as I said I would because Cooks of Dublin serves fish and chips, but let me tell you, Raglan Road's fish and chips are better even though I think they're made in the same kitchen. Huh, how do they better I wonder? It's actually, it's mainly because of the chips themselves. Okay. This is not something I was able to get at Cooks of Dublin, but at Raglan Road, I was able to get my, uh, let's be real, they're French fries, I'm sorry, but they're French fries. I was able to get them with garlic parmesan butter on top of them, and it was so, so good. It was so yummy. It was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> and then I don't remember what I had to drink, but obviously Gurr's bread and butter pudding. That was the dessert. That's the best bread pudding that you'll ever find in Disney. Amen, sister. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was really, really good. But. Yeah. But, it was really good. <laughs> yeah. Golly, we, you know, I think looking back on that, and I'm sorry to sidetrack you, Sophie. No, go right ahead. Looking back on that, I think we all just inhaled that thing. <laughs> it was gone in like two bites. Bam. So ya. good. Raisins and all. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Oh, so good. I do think the Ohana bread pudding would be better if they served it warm, though. Because mm -hmm. I remember it was either room temperature or cold when we got it at Ohana, which is served with ice cream. It yeah. has ice cream on it, so it's always going to be cold, I think. Yeah, yeah, which isn't bad, but I just think it would be better if the bread pudding was warm and the ice cream was cold, so that way it just melts, and then it's really good. Yeah. But anyway, as I was saying about Gurr's bread and butter pudding, it's the best you'll find at Disney, but... I, and this is controversial, I think my universal pick is better. Ooh. What's your universal pick, Soph? My dad already knows because <laughs> he has it as his background for those of you who are watching. And that, of course, is the Toothsome's Chocolatier Factory Emporium. And... And it's at City Walk also. It is at City Walk. I'm just trying to think of what to say. It reminds you of Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Good for sure. Good comparison. Yeah. And it just hits harder. For those of you who are in Gen Z, you will know what I mean. It hits harder than Raglan Road. And for those of you who don't, it basically means it's better. The vibe, at least, is better. It's more over the top. 
it honestly feels like you're comparing, let me think, Franklin Road, you're comparing traditional folk music to steampunk Victorian gothic vibes. It's amazing. And not only is the entire restaurant, like literally the architecture, not only is that out of the top, over the top and completely out of this world, the food there is as well, especially their desserts. So the fact that Aunt Brenda says she prefers some other restaurants desserts to Toothsome is borderline blasphemy to me. <laughs> but I guess I'll just need to try it for myself and see what she's talking about, because as of right now, the Toothsome milkshakes literally they are served in mason jars, and if you're not careful, you're going to drop the entire thing, and it's just going to go everywhere. Let me show you a picture from there. Yes. There you go, Sophie. Ooh, thank you. Yep, you and I are literally on the same Google search. <coughs> I was literally looking at that picture. Very yeah. nice. What Very similar to Beach Club um, Market, to the Beach Club kind they have. Oh. Yeah, except that I've never had that, so I can't compare it. That's a good connection, though. Thanks for sharing that. It is, Brenda. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, beaches and cream, those big, huge. And cream. Yeah, they have very, very similar. So if yeah. you are looking for that at Disney, I would suggest trying it there. There you yep. go. Of course, I've had beaches and cream through the window, but they only serve like regular ice cream through the window, yeah. so not really comparable. I guess I'll just have to make a reservation next time I'm at Disney. It's a hard reservation to get a lot of I times. I know. <laughs> yeah, it is a and very I hard reservation. That, um, Meanwhile, Rich and I made the mistake of each getting one of those at Toosome. <laughs> God, we should have never done that. <laughs> those things are just flavor forever, right, Sophie? They are. And get this. I don't even remember which one I got because I know I got thing. a milkshake while I was there. It was either the brownie or the chocolate times five. But oh my gosh, perfect. just looking at all of these different desserts. And honestly, that's the best part about Toothsome. It's that the menu goes on forever forever yeah. there is nothing there is not a single person who could go to toothsome and find something they didn't like because they and they're just like disney they're really good with allergies with dietary restrictions they can do vegetarian vegan gluten-free all that good stuff there yeah. and that's the best part about toothsome i think is that it's a place everyone can go and get something that they want. You don't have to fight and come to an agreement over where you're going to eat because you can just go to Toothsome and everyone will be happy. Great choice, yeah. Sophie. Yeah. Really good choice. Yeah. Good choice. Golly. So that's why I think you Toothsome's know. better than Raglan Road. Okay. It may not be better than Garden Grill. In some aspects, Garden Grill is better, but I think that they're on par with each other. Yeah, and that's I, the thing. That that's the whole point of what we're getting at is that the um, 
the options are there. Yeah. You know? They are there. And the thing so. about the City Walk, at least I know it's this way for Universal Hollywood. I don't remember if it's this way for Universal Orlando. But the City Walk, you don't need a ticket into the park in order to get there. You can go right. just to eat. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like going to Disney Springs in, yeah. a, in a way. Um, yeah. The the nice thing about the whole Universal Complex and, you know, it, it's neat from that perspective because everything is contained close to each other. Mm-hmm. So you can be at the park in any of them and say, you know what, let's go, let's get an open table like Brenda said and eat it to some, you yeah. know. Or yeah. eat at uh, eat at Big Fire or Cowfish or whatever, mm-hmm. and you know, um, back when Blue Man Group was there, that was really neat because we did dinner and then we walked over and did Blue Man Group and and it was a neat show. I, yeah. I don't know why a lot of people didn't like it, but I, I had never seen it and I was like mesmerized. I was like, that is so cool. <laughs> yeah, so they're it's not just there an easy anymore. Place. It's like. So. For anybody who hasn't gone to Universal, but you've gone to Disneyland, it's very similar. Very easy. It's like Disneyland has the two parks and then Disney downtown Disney right near it. It's it's very similar at yeah. Universal. Yeah. Not nearly as difficult to get around as Walt Disney World. Yeah, yeah. definitely. But definitely. I mean, Walt Disney World also has a bunch more. Yes, they do. Oh, for yeah. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Yes. More yeah. parks, more everything. More everything, more satisfaction. They both have their merits. They do. They do. And it does make me wonder about Epic Universe because that park is so much further away from the rest of Universal, it feels like. Yeah, Yeah, we'll see. It really does make me wonder. Time will tell how that will be navigation, how you navigate to it. Yeah. So I'm sure they've got ideas on how to make it like. Like it is with Islands of Adventure and Universal. So, mm-hmm. um, so on my two, I'm going to start with my Universal first. And but I, um, I specifically went a slightly different route than than Brenda and Sophie did because I am not looking at table service restaurants. You know what, that's fair I'm looking at quick service restaurants And I did that deliberately because um, I wanted to make sure That um, that people realize there are great options That can be had, you know So, So at Universal I am taking us to Islands of Adventure mm-hmm. And I am taking us To the Three Broomsticks Oh And you know I, it, It's quick service It's um, It's good food They serve It says lunch and dinner But they also have breakfast That you can get um, If you have part of a package Or if you're if you're in a situation where you can get there early, there's 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 limitations on how many people they serve at breakfast. But um, but what's really neat though is how immersed into the into the whole environment you are. 
You yeah, know, the theming is awesome. The theming is that's what really sells me on it is that you are immersed right into it, and you're you're in Hogsmeade. Yeah. You know, simple yeah. as that. You are in Hogsmeade, and you can order the type of food that they had in in the books and on the movies. You know, um, but as far as breakfast goes, they also have. A really good pancake platter <laughs> that comes with both bacon and sausage. Nice. <laughs> and, and I'm like, when it comes to when it comes to breakfast meats, I love me some breakfast meats. <laughs> just leave the eggs off. <laughs> exactly. Leave the eggs, the eggs off. Just Sophie. <laughs> but they Try. also have they also have obviously egg dishes and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. um. But it's just really neat. What I like about it is, for the most part, I like that the the food was good and it was hot. Um, but I also like, and and I mean, pancakes. You can get pancakes in a lot of different places. So there's yeah. nothing really special about getting pancakes. But um, but you're there. You're you're in the three broomsticks. You're in, you're in Hogsmeade. You're at in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, you're you are immersed into the book because of the way that it the the way that it's set up. And just just yeah. look at this quick picture. I'm going to share my screen, um, and you'll see what I mean when it comes to that. Um, it's just you're in it. You're really involved in it. Yeah. Um, and so so I just think that's really neat. So that's that's part of why I like it is because I want to I'm I'm at a point where I want to be immersed into an environment, you know, and that's what I get when I'm at the three broomsticks. So So are you comparing breakfast uh, breakfast restaurants then? No, I'm not. I'm not. Um, I mentioned the breakfast, um, but most of the people are there for lunch or dinner. you know, I've been there for breakfast and for lunch. So what did and you get? For breakfast, I had um, I had the pancakes. So let me tell you what I had. I had the pancake breakfast, which was three fluffy pu- buttermilk pancakes, crisp bacon, and leek sausage. And it came with a butter croissant. And I had that with orange juice. Uh, you know, it's Harry Potter, so you can get pumpkin juice if you want. I was... Not that adventurous <laughs> um, But when it comes to lunch I had um, I've had twice I've been there Once as part of Pixie Fam And I had Shepherd's Pie Which was good uh, I like Shepherd's Pie um, awesome. Also had also had the fish and chips there, which were pretty good. And that that was comparable. The fish and chips to me were comparable with with Columbia Harbor House. Okay. Yeah. Um so I like both of those. And there's a lot of things they have on the menu that I think a lot of people would like. And I'm looking at it right now. And some of that includes like a spare ribs platter. Um, you know, it comes with corn on the cob and roasted potatoes. So you can't nice. go wrong with corn on the cob. Um, yeah. They also have a chicken and ribs platter. They have turkey leg that you can get. Um, you can get a mushroom pie, which I've never had mushroom pie, but I think that might be interesting to try once. Um, so, 
So anyway, there's a Pretty lot cool. of different things that you can try there and that you can get. And I think a lot of people would like um, just most of the cuisine that you have available there. So now I'm comparing it more because of the immersion of it than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so on the Disney side, the comparison that I came up with um, was actually cafe. Ah, good selection. And the reason I chose that, obviously it's quick service versus quick service, but it's when you, when you're there, you know, you got people crowded everywhere. You got tables sitting right down in an alleyway. You got, you know, you walk up, you order food, you go sit down and eat. And, and it's like, you're right. It feels like you're in Asia, you know? And Sophie and I will both tell you that their their fried rice is really good, <laughs> and their and their spring rolls. Spring rolls are good too, um, yeah. but it's uh, you know from a from a park standpoint, um, if you're looking at at options, okay, if you want to just do your rides and do all that, and so you just want to eat when you're hungry, doing a quick service is the way to go because. You can get in, get out, eat your lunch, and have a really good meal, and know that the food's good, and then get right back to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So you're not you're not wasting a lot of time with a table service reservation. And both of these options will give that, but you also feel like you're immersed into the culture. Yeah. Because of how you how you sit down, it, it's almost like um, if I had to put a comparison, there's a scene in think it's one of the first indiana jones movies where they have the big market and they're running away from the bad guys and they run up in the trucks and they get kidnapped but it's almost like that they're in that same sort of vibe as far as um as far as how they're just totally immersed in that whole environment you know and that's kind of what it feels like um at at Asia, when you're in Asia at the Animal Kingdom, so so the Akineti provides good food, and it's it's like you're part of the culture, and I think that's what Disney wants is for you to feel like I'm not at the Animal Kingdom, I'm not in Florida, I'm in Asia, yeah. you know. So yeah. they do a great job too. Yeah, and both parks do a great job. And with that. that's you know when Sophie and I did our look at the Wizarding World. A couple of weeks back, that's what we came away with was how much you're immersed into that environment, and that's what really matters, I think. And that's, I think, that's what Universal is learning from Disney is how to be immersed into an environment. So yeah. So Very those cool. those are my restaurants. I mean, they're obviously they're both quick service, so it's not like oh my gosh, the best food I ever had, you know, but. It's good food. Yeah. And it's, it's a really good environment. Good food. And and you're it's and it's you know, both of them are comparable in price as well. You know, fourteen, mm-hmm. fifteen dollars or so a person. So not not huge expense on that regard. Mm-hmm. So. Great selections. Yay. So I went off the board and went a different angle, but um but I think it worked out. So Me too. Sounds I think young. it does too. All right. Well, that was our feature topic. What 
um, I'm interested in is with our with our listeners is what are you interested in when it comes to restaurants? Do you have your favorite restaurant at Universal mm-hmm. or City Walk or and favorite restaurant at Disney? So let us know in the comments because I'm really curious to hear what y'all have to say. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And I'm uh-huh. sure that they all have their favorites and they're probably going to be telling us about them too, which is great. We always love to hear from you guys. Yeah. Yeah. And then we can try new places we might not have tried yet. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Like all the big right. fire. Like the big fire. I think yeah. I want to try that. I think yeah. I do too. And Brandon, do you want me to show these pictures now or later? Oh, sure. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me send gonna... you two. I'll send you the fondue tray and then the s'mores tray. Uh-huh. That's all right. Yep. Let me open them up. Okay. So here are what Sophie and I are going to be like, oh my gosh, we've got to get there. (laughs) Yeah, because I'm hungry right now. Oh, look at that. Isn't that good? That cheat. I mean, like, and then. Wait, wait, I want that. Like right now. Yeah, because yeah, they grill the vegetable. Oh my gosh, they're so tasty. That just brings out Holy such great flavor. Cow. Yeah. That looks so good. It is so good. And now, mm. here's the s'mores. What? Yep. Here's the s'mores tray. See, it has all the stuff you could ever need. Is that yeah. a little, like, mini roaster right it's, there in yeah. the center? Uh-huh. Yes. yes. Holy cow. I'll Such tell you. Such a cute, delicious dessert. Yeah. I'll tell you, there was a, there's a restaurant over by the hockey arena that um, used to have a s'mores dessert, and I had it before. Ah. And they give you the whole candy bar, and they give you, they don't give you the peanut butter cups, uh, but you get the marshmallows and graham crackers, and they had a little. A little sterno thing that was lit, you know, that was to heat your s'mores. And it was Mm. so good. I don't know if it's still on their menu, but it was really good. (laughs) Dang it, Daddy, you're making me hungry. Telling you. Let's get on with the rest of the episode (laughs) so I can go eat something. (laughs) All right. That's the the problem when you have 9.30 a.m. record times and Sophie hasn't had breakfast yet. No, I have had breakfast. I'm just hungry. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, Sophie, it's time for this day in Disney history. Thank you. And I've got quite the interesting one. And you want to know why that is? Yes. Because this one has a little something to do with the Warner Bros. Studios. Oh. oh. Warner Brothers, I got you. Yes. 1913, on May 8th, the animator, producer, director, and puppeteer Bob Clampett, best known for his work on the Looney Tunes series for Warner Brothers, is born in San Diego, California. He dropped out of high school a few months short of graduating in 1931 
and then went and got his first job at a doll factory owned by his Aunt Charlotte. Charlotte was looking for an appealing item to sell and Clampett suggested Mickey Mouse due to the character's growing popularity. Unable to find a drawing of the character anywhere, Clampett took his sketch pad to the theater to see Steamboat Willie and came out with several sketches. Being concerned with the copyright, as he should be, Clampett yeah. and his aunt drove to the Disney studio to speak with Walt and Roy. The Disney brothers were delighted with the idea, and a Mickey Mouse doll business was set up not far from the Disney studio. That's wow, cool. that's fantastic. Yes, and there's a quote here. Walt Disney himself sometimes came over in an old car to pick up the dolls. He would give them out to visitors, to the studio, and at sales meetings. I helped him load the dolls in the car. One time his car loaded with Mickey's wouldn't start, and I pushed while Walt steered until it caught and he took off. Bob Clampett. Sweet. Nice. That is so sweet. What a cool, that's that not just history, great. that's memory, you know? Yeah. Well, that's cool. Cool history, Sophie. Thank Very you. cool. That's neat. Thank Thanks. you, Sophie. Thank you. Now we got all three of the big studios in the episode. We're good. Yay. Yeah. All right. I have an interesting character today. Oh. Ooh, I'm going to have fun guessing this. And I think you will guess it. And I also have... Four clues if you do have trouble But I don't think you'll have trouble Okay Let's find out This character Likes things neat Orderly and under control Neat Orderly and under control Okay This character likes his house Tidy and in order His house and in order. Is it the white rabbit? No. Hmm. Okay, continue. And as long as this character can organize and be the leader, he's happy to be part of any activity. Hmm. Think about the different movies Who's always the leader It's Who not always... Doc It's Doc. not Doc Doc from, from Snow White No It's not him No it's not Hmm Rabbit from Winnie the Pooh It is Rabbit from Winnie the Pooh Yay You were so close when I when you said the white rabbit But you were thinking Adventure, uh, Alice in Wonderland I was good, Sophie I thought we had done Rabbit from Winnie the Pooh already. Nope. No? Wow. She is the bomb, people. Thank you. My last clue was that this character loses patience with another character's bouncing in rambunctious ways. (laughs) (laughs) 
now who could you be speaking of, Susan Schultz? <laughs> yeah, there you go. The stickers are wonderful things. Their tops are made out of rubbers. Their bottoms are made out of springs. They're flouncy, pouncy, flouncy, pouncy, fun, 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 fun. But the most wonderful thing about Tickers is he's the only one. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and he's the only rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. For Winnie the Pooh, yep. At least in the Hundred Acre Wood. Seems yeah. like it would get a little lonely. Yeah. All that right. was awesome. Great job, job, Sophie. Thank you. Okay, Brenda. Oh, a little bit of Walt. A little bit of Walt. The possibilities of the animated cartoon as a medium of education is virtually limitless. Its field is bound only by the capability of men to use it for its full possibilities. Yep, Walt Disney. I don't remember ever reading this quote, which surprises me. I think I've read it. Not not in a recording or anything, but I think mm. I've heard that one before. It's a very inspiring one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it ties in with Walt's quote about how the only limit is our imagination. Mm -hmm. Right. It definitely ties into that. And so... You know, if, if you have an imagination, you can you can take the animation realm as far as you ever want to go. You yeah. know, so that's a good quote, Brenda. Thank, Thank you, you for sharing it. You're welcome. All right. Next week, my friends. And by the way, happy early Mother's Day, Brenda. Thank you. Happy and early all Mother's the Day mothers to Cindy. out there. Yep, and all the mothers out there. Um, next week, we will be broadcasting um, the day after Mother's Day, but the YouTube will go up on Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. And the topic we're looking at is why you should celebrate Mother's Day and then further on in Father's Day at Disney. So the whole idea is um, not that we have like, five great things you know or five favorite reasons or something like that we're just going to list a, a list of reasons why it's kind of fun to to have those sorts of celebrations at disney and so we're just going to kind of shoot out those ideas um so if that is of interest to you we hope you'll join us next week yeah but for this week we hope everyone has a great week and that you have a lot of fun in whatever you're doing. And I'm Mike. She's Sophie. That's Brenda. And he's Grogu. And we will see, see you, you on, on the road. road. Bye, everyone. Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>